0: Hello adventurers, my name's Tyler and I'm Richard. On today's episode, we'll be fighting to the last gasp.
1: <gasps>
0: Welcome to True Strike. <laughs> On today's episode, we will be playing the newly released board game from Darrington Press to The Last Gasp. It is a game (laughs) heavily themed around role playing uh, as a central component and mechanic with some dice rolling, some card reveals, but mostly about creating characters and telling a story uh, between friends.
1: Yeah, which is why we thought that it might actually be a good fit for the podcast, because while there are cards at play here uh, and objectives and dice that we're going to be rolling, those are more of a guide for you to role play your character, essentially. So while there are elements of a board game here in front of us, there's not much that you actually have to see to grasp what's going on, because what you're going to be listening to is a a duel of sorts between two characters that we have chosen
0: yes you will be listening to two grown adult men playing make-believe inside of a recording
1: studio yeah and how is this dungeons and dragons related you may ask well these two characters happen to be not characters from the base game because when you buy this game there are pre-made characters that you choose There are 12 that it comes with. Oh, yep, 12 that it comes with. And then you can make your own characters. So you can make these characters from scratch, or you can do like what we have done here, which have chosen some of our favorite past characters from past campaigns that we've played and are shoehorning them into a duel in a universe in which they exist in the same place at the same time. Right. And you say shoehorning, but it's it's very easy to do this. It's a very quick,
0: easy transition. The character sheet is as simple as filling out your name, what they're notorious for, how they would be recognized, what are their overt motivations, and what are their hidden motivations. And that's it. You've pretty much got your character right there. Yeah. So we've already made our characters. I will be playing the Red Hand, formerly known as Rudolph Duchar, a dragonborn paladin. Um, He's notorious nowadays for mercilessly taking down those he sees as evil. And he can be recognized easily by the blood-red hand across his chest. He literally took his hand, cut it, uh, bloody handprint, just right on the center of his dark uh, plate armor. His motivations at the moment are to destroy those who are evil. And his hidden motivations are that he will get back at any cost to the timeline he is from to save his friend radley booper he also has a mace adorned with three skulls and a long whip like strand of muscle with a sharpened end as his weaponry that's
1: pretty deep (laughs) what about victor well i'll be playing victor nodal a human twilight domain cleric uh, he is not a young character. He is 61 years old, so he's been around for a little while. He is a uh, essentially a traveling healer. He was before he met his uh, current adventuring party. Um, he's you know recognized pretty easily as being an old man <laughs> wearing heavy armor. He's got a sword. He has a shield. He is uh, most notable for appearing to be. Frail and slow on the surface, but once action is called for, his speed and efficiency are almost preternatural. So yes, even for a sixty-one-year-old man, he uh, he still got some pep in his step. He's still he's still able to get out there and uh, stand toe-to-toe with the youngins, uh, just like the it. best of them. Mm-hmm. His uh, motivations are, are actually quite simple. He he wants to do right by people. Like I said, he was a traveling healer before. He wants to. Uh, he wants to live his life. He wants to do a job and do it right. He's, you know, that's what his uh, his motto is. And uh, kids these days, they don't understand what honor means anymore. <laughs> so you know, he's got to. Uh, he's kind of got to step in. Um, his hidden motivations are that he is very protective of those that he sees uh, as family, uh, even if it means harm to himself. He's very protective, and he's also very protective of just life in general. I mean, he's a cleric. I mean, come on. Um, Weapons, like I said, he's got a nice big old sword. Nothing so crazy as detailed as what you've got going on here. And he's got a nice little shield. Um, he is. Uh,
0: Which sword are you using? I have to ask,
1: because I do know Victor from past games. I know he's had a couple of different swords. He's had a couple of different swords. One of them is a little bit talkative. <laughs> it's not going to make an appearance today. Okay, that one he doesn't like to use that much because he doesn't like listening to it. Okay, it has a lot of opinions of its own, and he doesn't necessarily agree with those opinions. So this is the one with the
0: skeletal hand. So this
1: is a this is a sword with a skeletal hand uh, on the uh, the hilt itself. Okay. So, yeah, it's uh, it's just a magic sword, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't have any uh, other uh, talkative nature to it <laughs> that the the other sword that he has in that campaign. Less personality. Yeah. Less personality. Um, other notes about Victor is he's pretty fast to trust people. Um, and uh, basically, he fancies himself as a uh, the grandfather you didn't know you had. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot of candies in his in his pouch. Forgot about that. Yeah. (laughs) He's had those since day one, all his little butterscotches (laughs) that he likes to hand out to people. So
0: Not once did you ever purchase more along that adventure. You just had so many. I just I have a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, so we've already set up that. We have taken our edge dice and stance cards and everything um, in this game and already set it up. We've chosen our objectives. I have the ready-to-take-everything objective list. Richard has the thrill-seeking objective list. I know this probably doesn't make any sense, but if you play the game and you actually, you know, this will make a lot more sense then. But for now, let us get into To The Last Gasp. (gasps) We find ourselves aboard an airship known as Onmoy's Revenge. It's a typical day, like any other, and this ship is making travel from one far-off planet to another. Though, in this early morning, the silence is quickly broken by the screams of the crew as a dragon-born paladin who has just burst through a door has slain the ship's captain. (sighs) You won't harm anyone else, Alachar. The Red Hand, having completed his objective, taking down the captain known for dealing and selling not only stolen goods, but people, and many things not his, has been taken down. And as Rudolph turns to leave, the ship unmanned, the crew leaving through the door he bursts through.
1: Who does he see? He sees a frail-looking, as I said before, 61-year-old man wearing full armor with a nice sword by his side and a shield that he holds up in front of him like a bulwark. Now, I do believe I get to ask you a question about your character. Please do. Do I get the impression that this young man is quick to kill and has killed a lot? You do notice that though
0: this dragonborn seems relatively young in flesh, his eyes tell the tale that he's lived many years past what he should have. And no, this is not the first time he's killed. And in fact, on this quest for vengeance, it's probably getting easier every time he does it. Okay. This elderly gentleman that I turn around and is peering back at me, does he look like he's going to move out of my way? No. He looks stoic and immovable. I think we're going to have to roll the duel. 17 on the duel dice. 2 on the duel dice. Okay. That gives me, my 17 on my dual dice gives me four action points, but you have not only
1: rolled your dual dice, you've also rolled an edge dice. What is that? So the edge dice gives me an additional action point. Okay. My two on the dual dice, dual dice, dual dice uh, also gives me a single action point. Okay. So you'll be so have two, two actions. actions. Yeah.
0: Okay. That tracks
1: thematically. And right now we are in the captain's quarters. Well, you're in the captain's quarters. I'm right outside the door, I would assume, stepping in.
0: You're stepping in. Let's say
1: you're inside. I know it's your turn. Mm -hmm. But would you allow me a word?
0: (laughs) From our sponsor? From our victor. Please move, old man.
1: Well, it, it seems we're at a bit of an impasse here because you've appeared to have left our ship without a captain. I'm not sure I can stand for that.
0: You seem sensible. I point to the wheel. Please, you could be the captain. Head right outside, behind you. Take the wheel yourself. You'll have this
1: whole ship to yourself. I thought perhaps we could, uh... And discuss your actions here. You know, killing isn't always the easiest way out of things. You're right. Or the best. You're wrong. Uh, I think I've been around a little bit longer than you, so perhaps I would know better. Not to say you're young, but you do look a little wet behind the ears. If you aren't going to move,
0: I will move you. And I use two action points to run up and grab you by the shoulders, and I shove you to the next area
1: of the map the quarter deck. So, as you push him back, he seems a little bit more sturdy than you probably expected. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> I'll leave what I see fit. Okay.
0: Then I'll go. And he starts to... He gives you a little shove,
1: and he tries to turn around to leave. So as you uh, turn to walk away, he reaches out and grabs your shoulder to stop you. You're making a mistake. I implore you, just come with me back into the quarters and and have a seat, and let's discuss this before things get more serious. And then I'm going to expend both of my action points to compel you to uh, draw one drama card. Oh! Interesting.
0: I draw the drama card. Notice a sign or symbol of danger in this place and mention what it is. I turn back to look at you and I see men and women hanging from the riggings around us. All pointed rifles at me and they don't seem to be willing to let me leave. It doesn't have to end this way. You're right, it doesn't. And I spend both of my action points to draw out my mace with three skulls adorning the top of it, each of the eye sockets glowing a deep orange, and I swing it back at you, landing a hit on you.
1: Please describe the injury. So as you swing your mace back, Uh, I reflexively will try to hold up my shield, Uh, but the shield is only so big, so as I do hold it up, the balls of the mace actually don't make contact with the shield, the chain does, and the balls fly over the top and contact me in the shoulder and give a loud, satisfying thunk into my armor, but I'm still standing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
0: that concludes our round one I believe you're, we're both out of action points Yep So now we get the chance to change our stance cards If we wish
1: ready? Yep Oh ho, ho, ho. I have chosen the bold offensive
0: stance and now I've gone worry with the protective stance yeah. For this round Now
1: Protective after you attacked me oh. We choose which dice we wish to roll Ooh Okay I've chosen to use no edge dice, For Richard has decided to use one of I these. am using another edge die this turn. All right. So here we go for our rollies. 13 on the die. 14 on the die. Ooh. 4 on the edge die. Okay. So a 14 on there gives me 3 action points. I have
0: 3 as well. And then a 4 Holy. gives me
1: an additional. So I have 4 action points this round.
0: All right. And you'll be and going I first. And I get to go first. So I've come across you with this attack. You've taken a thunk
1: <laughs> what will you do next? As that mace impacts Victor, he clearly sees that this is going to be not a battle of wits or discussion, that he's going to have to take a- action, which mm-hmm. is why he's now in the offensive stance. Mm-hmm. Um, and as that hits him, instead of uh, backing away, he draws the sword close and i am going to rattle you with three action points oh, oh into the reckless stance as you uh, as you hit me i push the shield up and i pull the sword and i draw it across in front of your chest not actually making contact but like mm-hmm. pulling it out to show you this show a force right and as he does so he looks you in the eye and he says i know i look like an old man but that doesn't mean that i can't push you oh well, no that's not exactly what i want to say
0: <laughs>
1: what it's very confusing when you're old they think i might have dementia I beg of you, <laughs> stop this and go see a doctor. <laughs> I know I may look like an old man, yes, but that doesn't mean that I'm not twice as capable as you and pushes you forward. Oh. And that is an objective for me because I have put you into a reckless stance oh. and I've gloated about it.
0: Oh, so the gloating was part of the putting me into the stance, yes. Interesting. As you push me back, I take my mace, I sling it over my back, and I charge at you full speed. And I grab you by the torso, and I, I partially using you as cover from potential gunfire <laughs> by tucking you over me. I just and I start running you across um, to, the, to the to the prow. <laughs> Um, Of the ship and I move the battle forward the whole time dragging you and you are taken aback by the strength of this dragonborn as you're actually lifted um, a few inches off the ground as he's pushing you forward at this full speed. You get the feeling he's actually going to try to shove you off the front of this boat if you let this uh, keep happening. (laughs) Okay, that makes progress on my objective to move the duel to an adjacent area
1: at least twice
0: while in a reckless stance.
1: So thank you for that stance change. (laughs) And how many action points did that take? That took two. All right. So as you are pushing me to the prow of this ship, which uh, a little description of the prow of the ship is what looks like a uh, anthropomorphic eagle. So it's like an eagle with the body of a, uh, a human so it has human arms but it right. has wings that are kind of like spreading out a little bit mm-hmm. and i imagine those wings are somewhat on the prow of the ship as well so like they're kind of overlapping a little bit and i see that your intention is to at least i think that your intention is to push me over the side of the ship so oh. as you are as you're charging with me and pushing me back i use your forward momentum and i throw my body the left and in doing so i kind of send us both reeling off into the left wing of this eagle on the prow of the ship and when we impact it it just destroys it it rips it right off and there's splinters flying everywhere as we hammer onto the side of the prow
0: and this wing is completely ripped off yeah ripped off holy crap it off
1: the side of the ship Tuka play this one, old
0: man, and I grab you, and I start shoving you back the other direction, and I smash you into the other wing, and splinters go everywhere, and the second wing starts to plummet to the ground as I destroy scenery, completing one of my objectives.
1: Oh, how come I can't have an objective to destroy scenery? (laughs) I was just doing it for
0: fun. I believe we're out of action points. (laughs) Yes. Ooh. We've both chosen the warrior protection stance. All right, you ready? Yep.
1: Rollies! Fracker dagger! So I rolled a 1 on the edge dice that I chose, which gets me 1 action. On the point. edge dice or on the dual dice? On the edge die. My dual die is an 18, Ugh. which nets me 4 action points. Fracker dagger. For a total of 5. I
0: only rolled a dual dice, which I got a 12 on, which nets me 3 action points, putting me behind. On initiative, and granting me only those three action points, which is not great.
1: So as we tumble from the next wing, I push you back off of me to get distance between us.
0: Both wings of this ship now falling to the ground in pieces.
1: The crew, not really sure what to do at this point. Not really wanting to engage, so just watching. And I will spend two action points To compel you to draw a drama card. Oh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't dare, Victor. Which completes one of my objectives, which is to compel you to draw a drama card. You wouldn't expect this, then. now would you, Victor? I look
0: around at the crew. Firearms pointing towards my body. Sights glinting from the early sunrise the wind blowing gently through what bits of hair remain on your shiny head it's not much and i take a look 90 degrees to my left birds flying up near the clouds i take that deep breath Because I drew notice a detail of peace or beauty in this place and mentioned what it is. And it's just the world, man. Nature's beautiful. No matter what planet we're on. It's always birds. (laughs) (laughs) And as an effect, I ready an edge dice. Ooh, that's fancy. I'm going to put that into my offensive side of my dice. That was fun. Now it's my action.
1: (laughs) It's better be peaceful.
0: (sighs) I look up at you. Brace yourself for what's coming, old man. And I spend two action points to ready another edge dice, giving me seven edge dice now. Your move. I imagine up near the crow's nest, There's one crew member who's put down the rifle as a tear is what glints in the sun instead of the rifle's sights. As just witnessing this display has brought them to tears. It's beautiful in the
1: right light. I am going to use a flex action. You wouldn't dare to spend one to draw a drama card for myself. Mmm. Getting dramatic. Okay. My drama card says reveal what frightens you about your foe. So as Victor stares at you and you warn him about your coming fury, he has a, a moment of hesitation that maybe can't save this one. Oh. That maybe this one is too far gone to listen to reason. And that maybe just this one time he's bitten off more than he could chew. And as I look at you and you
0: realize maybe you can't save me. I push you back as far as I can. I sprint over to the helm of the ship and I say better hold on and I yank it to the side as hard as I can and I rattle both of us I put both of us into a rattled stance I guess you choose which one oh I get to choose it yeah doing so I yank it to the side and I, I'm only able to hold on to it for a moment before I slip away myself and slam into the side um, of the ship uh, the wheel spinning out of
1: its out of control for a moment before riding itself. Yeah, I go into a uh, defensive rattled stance, uh, almost turtling with my shield out to try and brace myself for impact as I hit the side of the ship. So as I as I turtle off into my corner, I will use my two remaining action points mm-hmm. to ready two edge dice. Oh
0: interesting. so that would have been two turns.
1: Yes, oh. so I'm going to use one to ready an edge die, and then another to ready yet another edge die. That's very good, and that ends. Wow, my round. round!
0: All right, so now we both pick our stance again. We've moved into our third round of this duel. Uh. Are you ready? I am ready.
1: Oh, you've chosen a quick stance. I've chosen I see. a quick stance,
0: and I've gone for protective warrior stance yet again. It's as if you see. In my stance, maybe I'm not out for blood in this moment, in the way you think, as I seem to be ready to defend myself at a moment's notice more than I am out to attack you by possibly
1: crashing the ship, <coughs> any means necessary. Rollies! Rollies! That's a natural 18. That is an 11, a 5, and a 4, That's because very I good. two edge dice. Okay, so the 11 nets me 3. The 5 nets me 2. Whoa. The 4 nets me 1 for a total of 6 action points this round. Wow! I am at 4 total from my 18 on the dual
0: dice. But, because I've won initiative, I get to go first. Right off the bat, I'm standing there against the side of the ship, the same one as you. And. I pull my right arm up after the ship starts to right itself, and I outstretch it. And you notice from my wrist, a tendril of muscle fiber starts to unleash a few feet down onto the ground with a sharpened end, and I whip it up into my other hand, and I look at you. This is it. And I ready one more edge dice. Now that I have eight edge dice, I have completed one of my objectives. Ooh, okay. But I spent
1: two action points to do that. So as Victor sees you appearing to ready for an attack, I will spend two action dice to step gracefully. And I move with a speed that doesn't seem natural for an old man like this, backwards towards the quarterdeck. Oh, and you bring me with you? And I'm kind of beckoning you to follow me. And of course I do. You know I do, I, of course I give chase. Because I need to find a better footing and reposition myself for this. I figure you're
0: up to something and I can't let you get away at this point. As I catch up to you, I run up behind you and I extend this muscle fiber and it rips around your legs and as you fall to the ground I catch up and I use it to grab you as it's wrapped around it I grab it and I shove you against the railing of the ship last chance and I spend two action points to make you lose one of your ready-to-edge dice. Don't make me do this. You're not who I came here for.
1: So, as you have me against the railing, we noticing that I'm not exactly where I want to be still, because you did catch up awfully fast, and then were able to grapple me against the side, somehow, and you're not sure how, He's able to slip from your grasp and almost like a ballerina gracefully step again and move towards the mizzenmast. Oh. So in a moment of confidence
0: yet also not wanting to do any lasting harm to you this muscle fiber isn't tensed at full strength. You notice a moment where it lacks even more In my words and use that to slip out and jump away and I just stand there for a moment thinking maybe this is when I should just leave because this feels like a trap (laughs) but I've got a curious nature so I follow I give pursuit I'm also out of action points
1: (laughs) oh really Indeed, so Victor sees your hesitation to follow him to the mizzen mast, and he knows he has a plan, mm-hmm. but he just knows that he needs to keep you engaged long enough, and he feels like he's losing you, so as you do eventually start to close that gap, he decides to play with you a little bit.
0: Oh, do tell
1: and he dances forward with his sword out and gives you a quick jab in the side and lands a hit. Oh. Straight through your defenses, probably because you're a little bit distracted, and says, I didn't peg you for one to give up so easily. Yes,
0: and you find a point between a couple layers of the plate mail that most wouldn't even notice. But as a heavy armor wielder yourself, I assume, you know exactly where to aim for on these things. You've got to have a little flexibility here and there to allow you to move. You're not the tin man stuck without oil. And you pierce right through a bit of soft leather, disguised black like the ebony armor I wear. it pierces through just enough. (laughs)
1: And I'm out of action points Alright, top of the round
0: 3, 2, 1, let it rip I've chosen the quick, ready stance I'm in the protective uh, stance Worry Yet again I'm rolling three edge dice I'm
1: rolling a single edge die, my last And my dual die Ooh I did okay on the edge dice
0: Not so hot on the dual dice Okay, I got a 10
1: on the dual dice I got a 17 on the dual die Ooh, so you've won the initiative and also 4 action points and one. my edge is a single 3 which is another 1 I got a 5, 5, and
0: 4 on my edge dice which will give me a 3 for the dual dice 5s so will each give me 2 and then the 4 will give me a single leaving me with 8 action points for this round Jeez, that's a lot of action points. (sighs) Let's hope they pay off. You've won initiative, though. So, yes. And you have also almost done completing your objectives. You only need to complete one more.
1: As you uh, say, ouch, because I've stabbed you and hopefully goaded you, you'll notice that, again, Victor makes a quick move. Mm -hmm. Slides past you, back down to the quarter deck. Where is he? going <laughs> and turns around to see if you give chase and says come now you haven't given up yet grabbing his left side with his arm
0: he twirls around and you see he cracks the whip and it ignites into a green flame and he gives chase yet again this time with more intent as I rush down towards you, I take the now flaming whip of muscle, and I wrap it around your torso, and I start squeezing it tighter, and at the leather hand, I reach around and I grab the maul, and I start running at you full speed at it, about ten feet out, and as I run towards you, the whip is pulling back into my arm, and I am just feet away from you, and I spend three action points... To rattle you into a defensive stance As
1: you feel Pain incoming (laughs) (laughs) So As I see you closing And as your weird Army muscly Thing retracts That's exactly what it's called (laughs) Back into your arm Somehow This old man Continues To be able to slip from your grasp But how? (laughs) How?
0: It shouldn't be possible. And he (laughs) spins
1: again and moves into the captain's quarters. But the corpse is in there. Still fresh. Where this all began. Ah! And completes an objective. Oh! The third objective. Tired of this
0: game of cat and mouse, the red hand fully retracts the whip transferring the flame to his mace instead he starts slowly walking into the captain's quarters expecting it has to be a trap at this point it has to be something what is this man getting at and I will spend one flex action to draw a drama card myself to the right just as I step inside I see a couple of small children, a boy and a girl, it can't be more than five or six, holding each other and sobbing, first looking at the old gentleman, then at the tall dragonborn covered in blood, some his own, most of it not. And as he looks at them, his eyes soften he nods back behind him go I won't harm you
1: as I show some compassion for someone who may be impacted by this duel so as I'm watching that unfold I would say leap but being 61 and wearing slightly heavy armor it's more of a clamber (laughs) (laughs) atop the captain's desk yes the captain's desk I climb upon which allows me to ready an edge die and then as he sees the the interaction between you and the children he looks down and he sees that maybe there's a little compassion in the face And he points to the corpse of the captain and says, You see now what your actions do to those around you? Can't you see how it affects those? Do you not
0: know who you are defending with your words? What this man has done and will continue to do, should he have lived...
1: I don't defend the individual, I defend the life and the justice that would be served if brought to the right council. The council has been aware of his actions for years now, but no one man can be both judge and jury. What world would we live in if that was the case? A better one, and I will be that man. I am that man and I will always be here to try and help the world, even people like you. And I ready a protective edge die. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to think about
0: this and what this man has done for just but a moment and you draw a drama card. (laughs)
1: I love these cards. <laughs> so I guess I could interpret this multiple ways. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Tell your foe about something terrible that could happen if they die today. So as I'm standing atop the table and you say this to me, Victor looks down at you and says, I mean, to be fair, I think even you standing atop of a table, we're probably at eyesight. <laughs> eye line now. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I'm I'm hunched. I mean, he's a tall guy, but he's old, so he's hunched over that scoliosis got. And the red <laughs> hand is just tall. Yeah. So as I stand upon this table eye to eye, right. <laughs> Victor looks at you from across the room and says, I don't want to have to kill you today, but I will if I have to. But think about the world and what good you could do. If you are still alive and able to carry out a mission that not only brings people like this to justice, but doesn't involve taking a life every single time and how it weighs upon your soul. And this rattles you into the defensive stance. Oh, you monster. And because of this speech, I gain another edge die as Ah! my action. No!
0: (laughs) No! Gosh darn it. We're done here. And I turn around. (laughs) And I walk to the quarter deck. (laughs) Not giving two more seconds to the spiel you're going on and on about.
1: Moving into round five. Moving into round five. I've chosen the wary protective stance. I am bold Offensive stance Rolling five edge dice Oh, I'm rolling two edge dice Which is all I have Sixteen on the dual dice
0: Thirteen on the dual dice I've got quite the spread One to six on my edge Let me Uh, do some math So I've got three Five, okay So I ended up with eleven action points Oh my god!
1: What are you doing?
0: (laughs) Hold you. This is it. At this point, continue walking to the center of the quarter deck. Looking off the side of the ship, I see the crew is leaving on smaller floating rafts of sort. They kind of just drift off to the side and slowly descend towards the planet below and the last two i see are the children that just left the captain's quarters as they peer over still terrified the older brother hands his sister to a crewmate and he climbs over himself as the last raft floats away i turn back to see victor standing in the doorway and I take my flaming mace, I slam it into the deck, and SMITE! <laughs> Instantly igniting the area around me in a 10-foot radius, and the fire starts to spread. And I've spent, uh, let's
1: say three points to destroy scenery. Ooh. So, as the fire spreads out onto the deck and Victor, in the weary protective stance, has seen this act of aggression, not really sure, but I did see you see the children and I drop my shield and my sword to the ground, and I walk forward to you through the fire, and it catches my cloak and burns, and you can see the pain in my face, but I still continue to walk through it as I walk forward to you, and then he just starts talking to you. He says, I know you see those children and I know you see these crew members and the lives that you have affected today that had nothing to do with the injustices borne by that man. And I know in your heart you see that there is another way as he winces in pain because the fire is still climbing up his cloak and burning the tatters of cloth that poke out from his armor. And he walks up to you and he says, I stand here before you today to show you with no weapons in hand that there is a better way to live and a better way to stop the injustice in this world. Just bring it in, big fella. And he holds out his arms (laughs) (laughs) extended towards you. Expecting an embrace in return, as I use all four of my action points to attempt to end this duel and end this madness right now. Seeing your embrace,
0: the Red Hand, knowing that he is right and that this was the only way, looks upon you with respect admiration. Envy. But he knows he cannot follow your path. And if you would allow it, Richard, he would pull up his mace and knock you unconscious. (laughs) And Victor would not fight this. When you awake, you are drifting away in a raft Sword and shield placed inside with you, flames on your cloak extinguished. And if you look up at the ship still burning in the sky, you see a tall dragonborn standing upon the prow. Is that it? Yeah.
1: Well, that's it, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening.
0: <laughs> so, what'd you think? I think this game has a lot of potential. Yeah, I mean, this is literally the first match slash you know round game, whatever you, however you want to put it. We've ever played of it. Um, the game in the in the rulebook does mention there really is no win or lose. <laughs> So this type of game is not for everybody.
1: Yeah, it's more of a, uh, a collaborative storytelling that is guided by dice rolls and randomized cards. Which, you know, uh, in some cases can lead to very interesting scenarios that you probably wouldn't think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, like the whole me drawing you back to the captain's quarters... Was all based on me trying to achieve objectives. Right. But it narratively drew me to trying to tell a story of like getting you back to see the man that you struck down. Right. So uh, it's very cool the way this game is set up. Yeah. And how it allows you because i mean you could always just make the argument that you could just sit down and and role play out a fight if you really wanted to for sure between absolutely people. but that's just that's actual dnd that's actual <laughs> dnd this is a way that not only makes it very dynamic but also helps you i guess in it adds structure with, yeah adding structure yeah exactly is what i'm trying to say to help you come up with how things are going to uh play out in your little duel mm-hmm. and we <clears throat> beforehand One of the things that you talk about uh, is what your overarching goal is uh, for your character. And mine was to uh, attempt to turn somebody, obviously, away from a a path or the choices that they had made. Uh, And that's kind of what Victor was trying to do. And, I mean, you can't save them all, but you can try.
0: And I do think that Rudolph slash the Red Hand will take this encounter with this old gentleman it to heart. And it will be something he remembers for the rest of his days. And maybe perhaps you've you've given him something to think about as this skyship burns <laughs> and probably plummets to the ground at some point.
1: Maybe. Now see this is also another interesting note too, because Victor, as a character, because we made these characters based on our D&D characters, Victor as a character is not a dead character nor a finished adventure, Mm -hmm. which means Victor still exists somewhere in the world. Narratively, this is canon in my head now. Right. So Victor had a little side adventure. Mm Mm-hmm away from his normal party but as far as i'm concerned this all happened <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is just more backstory for good old victor when he goes back to his adventuring party you know when they like what did you do this weekend yeah, <laughs> oh you'll right. never believe what happened <laughs> There's this is madness aboard this ship right <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh i think that's a really cool uh, side effect of this game, yeah, I guess, is that you know, in in this instance, we were using our D anD D characters, and uh, and actually, I wrote two other characters. I know you wrote another character. Mm-hmm. Uh, that are also other characters from other adventures that we had, but not even D, like not only D and D. Yeah, one of mine is from a Monster of the Week game. Exactly, same <laughs> I, here. I made a character from that, and so did you. So they're not even D and D characters; they're characters from another TTRPG that we currently play.
0: But I do imagine it, it me probably role playing it the same way, where this is this is canon, and maybe yeah. maybe you know maybe it gets a little too wild, and it's just for fun and you know, maybe that, you know, it can't be, you know, yeah. <laughs> but in a moment like in this cases, yeah, I could absolutely see this entire encounter have going down only. It would have been two or three rounds because we would have both, both, you know, Nova'd each other to death with our yeah. highest level spell slots <laughs> and it wouldn't have been as much conversation. Yeah. There wouldn't, uh, yeah, there wouldn't have been
1: as much uh, that type of action, I guess. You right. Say. Yeah. So I thought this was fun. Yeah, no, this is a great game. Uh, can't wait to play it again, uh, especially with the other made's that I had. And there are other characters that came along with this. Mm-hmm. So they have the the base characters, which are all kind of um, more like outline characters. You yes. know, they have names and everything like that. They have backstories uh, to a point, uh, but then the addition that Tyler actually got includes Critical Role characters. Yes. So if yeah, you,
0: if you purchase this game from a uh, Darrington Press um, Guild store. Uh, we have, you know, a couple here um, in our local state. Um, and if you get it from them locally, you get an additional six characters, including like Vaxaldon, uh, Grog. Pike. Yeah. Um, Keyleth. It, it's, yeah. it's
1: pretty cool. It's really neat.
0: Because, I mean, it already comes with 12 uh, and just an additional six. You're at 18 just on the pre
1: made's Yeah. And then you can make as many as you want. So Right.
0: And I mean, character, critical role characters alone could be a great uh, jump on point for fans that are, I mean, just fans of the animated series, the Fox and animated series that's gone on on Amazon. It's a cool like, jump in point for people that don't necessarily want to make their own character, but know a character well enough to pretend to be to that pretend guy. pretend to be
1: him. You know? Yeah. And this is maybe not gamey enough for some people. Absolutely um,
0: not. No. I mean, if you need to have...
1: If one of the two of you has to win,
0: it's not going to work. If you don't have two players that are just trying to tell a fun story together, this isn't for them. I wouldn't even try to play this with certain friends of mine. Yeah, because it just it wouldn't work
1: now i would love to watch certain friends of mine play this game oh absolutely <laughs> yeah i would love to see certain people sit down and and role play this out so this is one of those games where it is a a duel, uh, so to speak you know it's one versus one but it's not one of those boring to watch duel games where you're just kind of waiting for your turn to jump in and play this because of the nature of the game i would love to watch certain people play this yeah. i think it would be a blast
0: well, I do want to thank all of you for sticking it out with us for this long. We didn't want to rush through this any um, faster than we had to. Yeah, and we'll be uh, back to our regular scheduled programming
1: the next episode.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Either way, we hope you enjoyed this. Uh, please let us know what you thought about it. If you're listening on Spotify, there is a and a section where you can go in and answer um, questions. I'll actually probably go in this week ask uh, what you guys thought about the game and what, you know, which thought of doing episodes like this from time to time also feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at any time we're always checking those and we'll get back to you as quickly as we can and perhaps we'll even bring your questions or feedback into the episodes yeah that sounds like a great idea all right well I had a blast Richard thank you for joining me today no it was my pleasure <laughs> and for everyone else I've been Tyler and I've been Richard and we've been true, true strike, strike.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.
0: Hey, Adventurers. Thanks again for joining us today. Please be sure to give us a follow on your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. If there's any questions you'd like to write into the show, you can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. New episodes release every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for listening to True Strike.